This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Well, we're working our way through a Tuesday edition of our show. We're here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern live. And then you can find us on repeat at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV and AMI-audio. We do have an AMI-audio announcement to make. We'll, we'll remind you of this throughout the shows. Um, the simulcast of the show will stop. This Friday is our last edition where we're on both AMI-audio and AMI-TV live. Um, for AMI-audio listeners, you can find us starting Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So the live show you can catch on AMI-TV if you're in Canada at 2 p.m. Eastern. Otherwise, folks, please join us via the repeats or the first initial airing on AMI-audio at 4 p.m. Eastern. Or, of course, subscribe to the podcast. Kelly McDonald here. Brock Richardson, he's at the home studio in Kitchener, Ontario, filling in today. And, folks, every other Tuesday we are joined by nutritionist Julia Karanchis. Hi, I'm Julia Courageous. Join me on Kelly and Ramya as we dive into the wonderful world of nutrition and wellness with tips to stay healthy and live a vibrant lifestyle. Always have some great chats with you, Julia, and make me go away and think, ah, oh, yeah, I do that, okay. Hey, I'm good at that. And I'm noting because I am pretty good with my vitamin C, but other things, of course, I kind of, oh. Today on the program, we're talking about vitamin C, what it's good for, and where can we find it? What food's out there? Nice to have you back. Thanks. Yeah, I, I can't believe we haven't talked about this before, but it seems very appropriate. I was, you know, I was chatting with another healthcare practitioner the other day, and she was mentioning how she had made a suggestion to a client of hers who had been a child to have a little bit of vitamin C, maybe even via orange juice, with all of the meals that that child was having that contained iron because vitamin C helps with iron absorption. And that yeah. really just inspired me to write the segment because obviously it got me thinking about all of the other wonderful things that vitamin C does for us. And it's, you know, and it's pretty important. So I thought we should highlight it today. I used to chuckle when I was in school uh, because through history and geography, you know, we t when I was in school, we talked a lot about the finding of Canada and the landings in different countries and so on, those huge boat trips. And of course, it would come up vitamins, vitamin C, particularly for these sailors that were on the ocean. So as a little kid, I learned quite a bit about the importance of it, whether we understood or my family understood how come it was eat an orange. Oh, I don't really like orange. Well, let's see what else we find it in. Um, so, so important. And of course, we're heading into cold and flu season. So definitely, it's appropriate to talk about it now because vitamin C it, it is that great thing for the immune system, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Vitamin C is an antioxidant, which enhances the immune system. And it also plays a role in tissue growth and repair. So it's vital for the immune system. So very important to consider adult or child as we head into, you know, the very common cough, cold and, and flu season right now. If we look deeper into vitamin C, what else is it good for? And why would we take it every day? Great question. Well, we want to eat foods that contain vitamin C or take a supplement because 
our bodies do not manufacture vitamin C. So we have to either eat it through foods, which is the preferred way, or be mindful of the fact that we're not getting it through food and take a supplement. Because again, our bodies cannot make the C. So it's really important that we that we eat it. You know, vitamin C, as I just mentioned, is very helpful for iron absorption, mm-hmm. also beneficial for the immune system, but it's it's needed for over 300 metabolic reactions in the body. C is used for adrenal gland function, which is our, you know, our stress, our stress response glands. It's used for healthy gums, the metabolism of other vitamins, such as folate, which is needed for energy and the formation of red blood cells. It's also essential for collagen production. So collagen, which we've talked about before, we know helps with joint health. So keeping inflammation down and Mm -hmm. building of cartilage, which is a component of the joint. We need the vitamin C for that. So, I mean, there, you know, you can't pigeonhole this vitamin. It's good for so many things, general health, and then even more specific things like I just mentioned. So we can really start to understand the importance of this water-soluble vitamin. I know I get lacking in my uh you know oranges and so on where i think oh it's the best way really to take it in so i make sure that i always have the vitamin going into the system too because it seems so important would we say julia that probably and again i hate to quantify it this way maybe you're going to tell me Calais, you can't do this is it really the most important vitamin uh ooh, or well, does it affect the most maybe i should say it question. that way I know, I know, because I don't want to exclude yeah, anything I mean, else and have maybe. someone saying, well, well yeah. you know, I don't like that, so I'll take more vitamin C instead of that. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, yeah, so understanding that vitamins are separate from minerals, and, I, you know, maybe, maybe it is the most important. We you, Vitamin D is right up there as well. Right, so, of course. So important, vitamin, yeah. So I'd hate to, you know, invalidate any of the incredible work that vitamin Mm -hmm. D does, but vitamin C is, I mean, I definitely put it up there and let even, let's just say the top three. Absolutely. And, and so important, like I said, for kids and for adults. Of our priorities. Okay. Um, so then what foods can we eat to get our vitamin C? Well, obviously everybody just automatically associates the orange um, with containing vitamin C. And we really can now talk about all citrus fruits. We know that lemon also contains vitamin C and berries as well. Strawberries are a great source of vitamin C, but also vegetables can contain vitamin C. Broccoli is a great example. Asparagus and Brussels sprouts, great example of a vegetable that contains vitamin C. Onions, spinach, We've talked multiple times about adding spinach into smoothies. We know we can add it into omelets. It cooks down really small. And so you can add it into so many dishes. So spinach is a great way to get some vitamin C. And then other leafy greens too, for example, Swiss chard. So if you perhaps don't like cooking with spinach, you can experiment with some other green leafy vegetables and Swiss chard would be a good example of that. And then there's actually also herbs that contain vitamin C. So things like parsley, peppermint, fennel, fennel, if you're not familiar, it has that, I can say black licorice taste to it, you know, like a nisi flavor on the tongue. So maybe not for everybody, but certainly an option if that's a flavor that you like. Um, Even paprika, 
paprika comes from a type of like kind of a pimento, which is a type of bell pepper and bell peppers contain vitamin C as well. So it's really interesting, you know, this food chain, how it all works. So even herbs can contain vitamin C. So if you're eating a diet high in vegetables, you're certainly be going, going to be getting a dose of vitamin C. And then you'd also want to, you know, be paying attention to getting an orange and some berries. Uh, cantaloupe as well would be a good example. So if you've got a speckle of those fruits and those vegetables, you're, you'd be getting vitamin C in your day. Mm. Ju Julia, if you decided like um, you were going to take tablets as an example of vitamin C, maybe to boost it up a little bit more, is there a benefit to the tablet versus the food? In other words, what I'm asking, does the food give you more than the tablet? Oh, that's a great question. N no, the tablet would be a, well, there's first of all, the tablets and chewables that come in different forms. They do come in different dosages. For example, you know, a children's chewable would contain half the dosage of an adult chewable. And then some of the tablets that you swallow and don't chew would even maybe have a little bit more. Um, but yeah, you know, you're typically getting a higher dose when you take the supplement. The supplement is great when you're actually sick and you want, you know, a really high dose of that vitamin C to help get you over that sickness so that you're not having to eat an entire container of strawberries, which probably isn't going to sit very well in your stomach. All those clementines. <laughs> All those clementines, which do go uh -huh. down very fast. I mean, I can, nice. you know, three clementines yeah. is, I think, a, a nice serving. Nice um, average. <laughs> but, yeah. It's a nice average. They go down fast, you know, easy to handle. Uh, but with the food, you're going to be getting other nutrients, which is a bonus. And you're going to be getting that, you know, the whole active eating where you're chewing and you're releasing enzymes. So with the supplements, you'd want to take them with food, you know, irregardless of whether you were taking a high dose or not. Um, so there's definitely perks to eating the food. But if, you know, if you're sick and you want a really high concentration, I would take vitamin C. But, you know, I do want to throw this in, speaking of supplements, and you want, you know, if anybody does want to take a high dose of vitamin C, there is a tolerance factor. So if you start to play around with supplements and you think, oh, I read this article, and I'm going to take this much vitamin C, it could actually upset your stomach and you'll have a really loose bowel movement. And that's when you know you've hit your tolerance. And so you're less likely you know, going to get that when you're eating the food, but you might get that if you start over supplementing with the vitamin. And I hope that comment didn't just steer people away because if you take it as directed, you're going to be okay. But if you take too much vitamin C, you're going to have a loose stool. Yeah. The body that. says that's <laughs> yeah. a lot. Like, come on, you've done enough. But it's, the yeah. other issue, the other issue we have to understand too is know yourself because there's times of the year, especially around Canada, other places in the world where folks are listening in now, where they're saying, listen, I can't get a hold of some of those things that you listed off at mm -hmm. that time of the year for two months or six months, whatever it might be. So we do have to be so mindful of what supplements. Absolutely. Very helpful. Supplements are helpful. Also, you know, they don't go bad. I mean, they do have an expiry right. date, but yeah. they're going to last yeah. you way longer than any, you know, food will. So it can be a much more logical option for a lot of people. I mean, I always have vitamin C in my cupboard. I don't necessarily take it every single day, but it's certainly there available to me. And it's okay if I don't take it every day because it's going to last me for the next 18 months. So, it, you know, it's there when I feel 
a little more lethargic when my diet hasn't been very good or when I feel that scratch in my throat and I think, oh, something's brewing, something's coming, mm -hmm. coming on. And then I'll, I'll definitely reach for it. Can you cook the vitamin C out of a food? Is, is there such a thing? Oh, yeah, that's such a great question. You know, we well, it is a great question because we tend to not cook fruits, but we do cook vegetables. So that's definitely something to consider when you're looking at where you're getting your vitamin C from. And yes, vitamin C is a temperature sensitive vitamin and it can degrade if you cook it for too long or at too high of a temperature. And so if you, for example, let's say you're cooking with spinach or broccoli and you want to put it in a super stew, perhaps consider adding it at the end of the cooking time. So if you're trying to simmer the beef and soften stewing beef, you know, you're stewing for about an hour, you know, broccoli and spinach don't need to cook for that long because they don't need to cook for that long. They get soft in a couple of minutes. So maybe add those at the end, but yeah, it, cooking can contribute to degrading the vitamin C in the food. So definitely something to consider when you're looking at where you're getting your vitamin C from. You know, you're less likely to cook a cantaloupe or an orange, yes, more likely yes. to cook obviously a Brussels sprout or a piece of broccoli. So if you're only getting your vitamin C from cooked food sources, it's definitely something to keep in mind that perhaps you're not getting as much as you might think that you're getting because you could be okay. cooking. Um, steaming, steaming the food instead of boiling it was found to preserve the vitamin C content. So also maybe changing the cooking method can help with this. Um, and also cutting down on the length of the cooking time, right? Okay. So again, like I said, adding yeah. that broccoli or that spinach or those Brussels sprouts at the end. Real quick, fruit or vegetables, does it matter which one you're getting your vitamin C from? Is there more potency? Not unless you're cooking them. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, they're all going to have different amounts, and it depends if they're cooked. Fantastic, Julia. As usual, thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Covering off vitamin C with us today on the program, you can join Julia Karanchis for our nutritionist talk. Every two weeks on the program, Opposite Wellness with Francis Wong. Up next, folks, Mardi Gras 2023 takes place on George Street on uh, Saint, uh, uh, in St. John's later this month. Community reporter Kim Thistle arrives to give us details next. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.